This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. Get Vin Diesel away from everything but Groot. And Willis. Oh, God, this is going to be the nerdiest thing of all time. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. Today is May 19th, episode 52, the big 5-2 here on Pixel Splitters. The real year. The real year, technically, yes, we missed a couple, but we're here, we made it, finally, and it feels good, and it's really hot out, guys, so... uh, It is, despite it being May. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We suffer Uh, for our art. We do. Should we start out here with what's releasing this week, theatrically and streaming-wise, Willis? Yeah, let's get to it. So, I think I mentioned this last week, we're kind of in between a couple big properties right now, uh, but there are a few things releasing in theaters this week, starting with Downton Abbey, A New Era, which, okay, I mean, I think <laughs> that's a very specific crowd of people. I've heard nothing but good things about Downton, so I, I can't really speak on it, but that's yeah, you, an interesting... Yeah, you've, you've never watched it? <laughs> No, never watched Downton. No, have you? Either no, I I like. I've been told it's something that I would enjoy, but yeah, um, content overload. I guess we'll chalk that one up too. Exactly, but this that's going wide this week. We also have Chippendale Rescue Rangers coming to Disney Plus, which which I'm gonna watch the shit out of. Hell yeah, day one loaded up at work. Yes, I Chippendale was my favorite when I was a kid. Oh, it was it was classic. It was so good. and then the only other movie that's releasing this week is another theatrical release. It's Alex Garland's new movie, Men, which is also yes. going wide this weekend, uh, which it's an Alex Garland movie. So you kind of know what it's going to be like, but I have heard through the grapevine that it's a little darker than he gets normally, which is interesting because like Annihilation and Ex Machina can yeah, get pretty I'm dark. Yeah, because I'm like, do you really call <laughs> Annihilation not dark? Like, it's pretty, yeah. you know, it's pretty dark, uh, but apparently this is darker, so... We'll see how that is. Um, <laughs> and then in terms of streaming shows, we have The Time Traveler's Wife, which apparently is a show now coming at HBO. Yeah. <laughs> which I, I've seen a couple little things about it. I'm like almost interested. Yeah. It has uh, Rose Leslie from mm-hmm. Game of Thrones there. Um, yeah. Yeah. The the redhead, uh, the OG, you know nothing, Jon Snow. So I'm kind of, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like into that. I I wasn't a big fan of the Rachel McAdams Eric Bana movie, but yeah, yeah. Um, cool enough premise, I guess. Yeah, and this is another one like the Lincoln Lawyer, where I'm like, they're just grabbing names that people are like, oh, I I've heard of that. Let's yeah, let's check it out, see what it's like. It's like property, but not really. It's like right, yeah, very odd. Uh, and I guess along the same lines, Harriet the Spy, which I believe was a book. Uh, which is also it's coming to Apple TV Plus. I had uh, until I saw this on our document. I had no idea they were doing a Harriet. Is this a show? I believe it's a show. Yeah. I so so Harriet the Spy was a um, uh, I don't know if it was its own show or if it was part of like all that, but it was oh. part of Nickelodeon's TV jam like back right. in the mid nineties. And like I remember hmm. watching Harriet the Spy, and I remember I think she got a movie back in the day. It was. I want to say it was Amanda Bynes, but I might be making that up. Oh, oh, I, I know nothing about this. 
It, it yeah, it was a movie. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Not Amanda Bynes. It wasn't Amanda Bynes. Rosie O'Donnell was in it. Um, it was Michelle Trachtenberg. That's who it was. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember this very well, and like to see this just on our dock of like, oh yeah, there's an Apple TV show. I'm like, how is this not even a little bit on my path or it's on too, my wavelength? Too much stuff. I mean, they they literally just toss stuff on and see like maybe it'll get fifty thousand people to watch, and that'll be enough for us. We we poured like however many millions into this property, um, so that's odd. The new one, I believe, is animated. Oh, okay. That would make some yeah. sense, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, it's just odd. I, there's so much of this stuff that's just getting tossed onto streamers that I'm like, it's a it's a relatively well known property. You wouldn't want to yeah. maybe do a little more marketing for these things. Like, I just it's it's maybe they yeah, are, and I'm just it's not odd. frequenting the right sites. Um, Beanie Feldstein uh, as Harry the Spy. Oh, um, a la uh, Booksmart. Yeah. Yeah. Jonah Hill's uh, sister. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. And I guess the only other major release that's happening this week is season three of Love, Death, and Robots, everybody. and The I, one Josh really wants to talk about. <laughs> if you've been, of course, I had to leave it for last. If you've been listening to Pixel Splitters for, you know, a while, you know that I love this show. I think it was one of the first things I recommended on this podcast. And yeah, it's Tim Miller and David Fincher doing animated stuff animated yeah. sci-fi horror and comedy and action and all of the above so what what's not to love i'm very excited and uh also i did hear this is an aside here but i did hear black mirror is gearing up for another season so that could Ooh. be interesting it's been a it's been a minute it's been a minute yeah you know they don't age that well i just started watching a couple <laughs> the other night and i'm like they're not that good yeah. It's more shocking than it is good, but, you know. Are they not aging well because the whole world is just horrifying comparatively? It, You're it like, oh, well, that's not so bad. Yeah. It's like, this is kind of, it's, we're in a worse place now. It's so like, this is kind of not that bad. Yeah. Oh, dear. So, uh, so yeah, guys, that's what's coming out this week on streaming and theatricals. So check some stuff out, you know, beat the heat if you're in a spot where it's, the heat so is rising. Just, just to run through it real quick, Downton yeah. Abbey, mm -hmm. theatrical, Chippendale, Disney Plus, Men, theatrical, yep. Time Traveler's Wife, HBO, Love, Death, and Robots, Netflix, and Harriet the Spy, Apple TV. Yes. Something for whatever subscription base you may be yeah. uh, part of. Exactly. And just to throw Hulu in the mix, we just got a trailer for the new uh, Dan Trachtenberg Prey movie. So that'll be yeah. something interesting when we get to talk about that. Lots of, uh, if, so we're recording this on Monday, um, mm -hmm. lots of stuff came out today. Lots of trailers came out. Yeah. Yeah. Do some, do some YouTube bing, YouTube Googling. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth a look for some, yeah. some interesting stuff. Definitely. But let's get into what we're talking about today. Uh, so this is an episode that I think everyone could assume we were going to do at some point once we had both seen this movie, but we're going to talk in depth with spoilers about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse yes. of Madness this week, uh, because, like I said, we both saw it, and we have some thoughts. This is a very interesting MCU movie, one of the most interesting to date, I, if I yeah. say so myself. <laughs> yeah. In terms of what it delivered, what it is, and what it isn't, like, yeah, lots to, lots to discuss. Lots to discuss. We're going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, our expectations, where we think the MCU is going to be going in the future, the Sam Raimi of it all. Uh, and then we're also going to break down whether or not we think the multiverse, I don't want to say gimmick, but premise in specifically the MCU 
is a good thing or a bad thing because yeah. the more we think about it the more it's the lines are blurring as to what could possibly happen because the possibilities are kind of endless, endless. now uh so the, the mcu <laughs> is getting big yes like really big like almost too big we'll we'll, mm, we'll figure we'll it out. discuss <laughs> so that's what we're talking about this week guys. i will say let's let's kick it yeah. right here uh full-on spoilers going going yes. forward i'm gonna spoil every mcu movie so if you haven't seen like thor the dark world yeah um go you watch know, it go, well <laughs> but also uh, fair to say this is gonna get kind of our in-depth mcu nerddom so if that's yeah. not the part of this podcast that you like uh hang out hey, for next week maybe. yeah just wait wait it out or we'll check out last movie week <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah but yeah we'll um, get into it pretty deep here yeah. so uh so let's do it let's dive right in here let's crack my neck and get ready <laughs> all right so Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness premiered two weeks ago. Uh, I do want to start this off just by saying that at this point, this is Monday, like we said, it has made $688 million in the box office worldwide, which is pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. It's, you know, that, that, that billion is not unfeasible at this it's, point. It's definitely not. You think it'll, you think it'll hit it? I think it'll hit it. Even with it coming to Disney Plus in like three weeks? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got to like, so it's opening. I'm looking at the numbers here. It's opening weekend. It did $187 million. This past weekend, it did 61. Mm -hmm. And th sorry, this is domestic. I think it's going to be close, but I yeah. think it'll do it. Yeah. I think it's got the the momentum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's one of those movies that we'll right now get into it, but it's one of those movies that has that built-in, not like, I don't want to say expectation, but people are hyped for this no matter what. Now, my question is, the rewatch value in theaters, mm -hmm. would you go back to see this again in theaters? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think, well, and like, it, we'll discount the idea that it's, going to be you know on disney plus in a few weeks sure no pandemic no disney plus would you go back and see it in theaters i don't think so i think i'd be waiting yeah. for another round um yeah. given i'm like <laughs> oh i've made myself sad yet again i was like <laughs> have i seen any superhero movies more than once and i was like oh yes i saw the original daredevil four times in theaters oh jeez, uh, you can keep that to yourself you know? <laughs> i i know it's just like it's like a core memory at this point. I don't know. Um, I, so I'm I, given I'm like not a big one to go see movies multiple times yeah. um, in theaters. And I, I never really have been like. Yeah. So I don't think I'm going again. But like even I was very close to going and seeing No Way Home again. Me too. Me too. I am nowhere near that close to going and seeing Doctor Strange again because I feel like I've seen it. Right, right. You know, like, and it'll be fun when it comes to Disney Plus and I can watch it again and I'll be like, oh, but like, I, I don't think there's really that level of not even rewatchability, but gleaming more or gaining more from a second viewing. Right. And we'll, and that'll kind of drive us right into what we thought about the movie, because personally, this didn't feel like as much of a spectacle movie as No Way Home clearly was. Yeah. Clearly, it was a you have to see this in a theater because people are going to go absolutely insane and you want to experience this. I mean, you watch it at home too and there's scenes that I'm like, 
this doesn't work as well in at home and like they still yeah. work but like we already said spoilers that were spoiling in, in no way home in no way home I mean, yeah. yeah like when the three spideys are talking i love that still but i'm like they go on for a long time which i understand yeah. because it's like in theaters you you that's why you're there you had to get past the glamour of here's fucking three spider-man talking to each other right you know what right. i mean and you wanted to see as much of that as you possibly yeah. could whereas if you're watching it over and over it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to think about so so yeah, let's dive right in here. I I mean, do we want to start with what we enjoyed about it, or what do you what did you think overall about this movie, having had expectations going in? You know. So, I will start with there are two big things that were on my mind mm-hmm. when I walked out. Two things that I was puzzling. The first thing is, is Sam Raimi the most experienced director to ever put out a mcu movie i think i texted you that you like, as i was walking out of the room yeah and i was like oh now that's a question <laughs> because it seems like such higher quality filmmaking yes and mm-hmm. like not even necessarily higher quality because like endgame is brilliant and like there are you know like infinity war is amazing yeah winter soldier is awesome yeah, like Ragnarok, there's yeah. as as we okay. There you go. Let's name not a Russo brother movie, real quick. True, true, true. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, even going back to like Iron Man and all that kind of stuff, and I, yeah. I I would feel that John Favreau might be the closest challenge to it. Well, I was thinking about it, and the yeah. only other person who's been working even slightly as long as Raimi, which is so funny, is Shane Black. You know, he directed Iron Man 3. Yeah. And he's been, I mean, he wasn't directing back then, but he's been writing since like the 80s. And possibly Kenneth Branagh. But like, possibly Branagh. I feel like Kenneth Branagh has like an asterisk next to his MCU entries. Yeah, he made both Belfast and Death on the Nile last year. So there's a yeah. big caveat there. Uh, but yes, I agree with you. I think Sam Raimi by far is not only the most seasoned, but definitely the most respected filmmaker that they've had on. And obviously that's an opinionated statement, but he's like nobody else in the MCU has gotten me to be like, oh, this is a blank, blank yeah. movie. Yep. Oh, it's a Sam Raimi movie. I'm like, yeah, even Favreau I enjoy, but like at Iron Man 1, I was like, he did Elf, well, I, you know? I, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Iron Man defined John Favreau's as a director, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. previous things, you know, you see swingers, you see elf, you see that, like yeah. there's a, there's a style to it, but it was like, but his projects since then, I mean, Iron Man put him on the map, arguably like totally as weird as that sounds to say when I'm talking about the man who also directed elf, like elf put <laughs> him on the map, elf but- opened the door for Iron Man, but. Ah, fuck, Zathura probably opened the door for Iron Man. Zathura definitely but- opened the door for Iron Man, but. Iron Man made him a household name. Yes. There we go. Yeah. But yeah, so like that was my, like my first thing coming out is that was such a seasoned hand at a property like this and like seasoned in like an intense way too, because it's not even like he's a well-established filmmaker. He's a well-established filmmaker with credentials in the superhero genre. Yes. I mean, the dude kind of originated it. Yes. I don't know really how excited I'd be like for like a Brian Singer MCU entrance, but like, yeah, I, I take that back. I would lose my fucking mind if they were like, Brian Singer is going to direct the X, the first X-Men movie in the MCU. I'd be like, yep, I'm on board. I'm there. Sure. Because um, what? wait, he did X-Men? He did and X-Men he did 1 and 2. Of, didn't he He did do... X2 and that, yeah. So he did X-Men and then he did X2 and then fucking that travesty of 
X3 by, I don't even remember his, Brett Ratner. Um, <laughs> dude bro Brett Ratner. Holy did shit. Did the third one. And then I think he came back for First Class. Days, I don't, was First Class him? I think he just did Days of Future Past. Yeah. That's my favorite of the newer ones. Matthew Vaughn did X Men First Class. Yep. Because of his work with Kick Ass. And then, um, oh, yeah. And then, then Brett Ratner did... came back for Days, Days of Future Past, which, like, you mean I remember singer? being hyped. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. What did I say? You said Brett Ratner. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> yes. Brian Singer came back for Days of Future Past. And I remember being hyped for that. Yeah. I don't really want to be hyped for it because he had his whole He's, yeah. issues. Like, I don't, you know, I'm Not like an incredible person. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of filmmaking style. Sure. But like, I don't want to support that kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, like don't actually make that happen, but right. huge asterisks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Asterisks larger than the actual text. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I my, to come back to the thing we get, <laughs> keep getting sidetracked for my big thing was coming out. I'm like, that was probably the most well-defined superhero movie I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It knew exactly what it was, and it was like unapologetically a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. And then the other thing that I came out was with this was Wanda Maximoff, like easily in the top five villains of the MCU as a whole. Yeah. Fantastic. Like I and I've seen so much on there of people be so much online of people being pissed off they're like oh i can't believe they made her a villain like this is like such a travesty for her character blah, 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 you know all that kind of stuff which i guess i mean she'll be back probably not as a villain but damn i was like having so much fucking fun watching her like be evil as fuck yeah and be arguably the most powerful villain anybody's ever come up against <laughs> i mean arguably the most powerful it makes me think of the scene in um, Endgame where her and Thanos square off and like literally the only reason that Thanos survived was because he like had his ship rain fire down on the entire battlefield. Like that was right. how he got out of his fight with the Scarlet <laughs> yeah. Witch was like, let's destroy everything. And kill half of and our own maybe troops. maybe something will happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe she'll get off me for a sec so I can use the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, the most powerful person in the MCU by far at this point. I think like totally the level to which you just bitch smacked everybody in this show. Yeah. In this movie is is next level. Right. So those were my two big takeaways. I was like th the filmmaking. In this was incredible. And like, I love this villain. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Josh? What did you what were when you, walking out of the theater? What were you thinking about? So. Immediately after, you know, after we sat through all the credits and watched every single stinger, uh, I was all kind of... All the way to Bruce Campbell. All the way. And and the fact that everybody stayed for that, I'm like, yeah. first of all, this was worth it for me. I know nobody in this theater cares. We'll get to Bruce Campbell in a sec because they, the reaction was just atrocious. Yeah. No, everyone's like, who the fuck is this guy? But, um, but yeah, so I mean, the first thing that I thought about was the fact that this tonally was completely different from everything else and i yeah. definitely obviously the sam raimi was apparent throughout i mean camera music um obviously tone humor it was so he was in his bag on this one for sure but i was also like this isn't a movie that i would say i mean it's not scary 
based off of like the ridiculous yeah. grotesque shit that I watch on a weekly basis. But like, I wouldn't tell people to go to this with young children. Like I yeah. wouldn't, which it is so odd. It toes the line between PG-13 and R very closely. Yeah. And we'll get into the Illuminati and all that stuff in a minute. But but there are some sequences that I'm like, this genuinely would scare me if I was under the age yeah. of like, you know, 12 or, or, or yeah. well, 12 is a little old, but it's, there's some really, uh, like, I mean, 12, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they don't, they were pulling punches, but not as much. And I think really, I was thinking about this. I'm like, is it because Raimi is the most respected in seasoned director that they've worked with that he was able to get this stuff in? Cause I know there was so much of this movie. He's spoken about this, that he's like, I'm not super happy with it. They cut a ton of it out. They wouldn't let me do a bunch of the stuff that I wanted to. Yeah. And I'm like, but you clearly won a lot of, a lot of yeah. your you know, arguments here with them. And maybe that's because I've read that Feige worked with Raimi on the Spider-Man movies. Like he was working as like a PA or something. So I'm like, there's some affinity there for sure. And it's Sam Raimi. It's like, if he wants to do something, he knows better than you for sure when it comes to this type of stuff. So I'm like, man, he was, he's swinging a much larger bat (laughs) than like, Peyton Reed. I don't, I, I slam yeah. on Peyton Reed so much in this podcast. I don't know why, but like, it's I feel fu- like I he's mean, my go to, like, here's yeah. a director in the MCU that's like not a really established name. So I yeah. love you, Peyton Reed. Like, yeah. but, like, but you're no Sam Raimi, let's be honest. But yeah, like, I'm like, if Sam, if Peyton Reed's like, what if we didn't have Giant Man in Ant Man? Yeah. You know, Kevin Feige's gonna go, go fuck yourself. If right. Sam Raimi says it, it's a different conversation. He's like, okay, sir. Mr. Raimi, nah, sir. Um. <laughs> yeah. So that was the that was the big thing. I was like, this is it. Watching this back to back with something like Endgame or even something like WandaVision, it's like it takes such a left turn at a certain point. Um, and then the other thing that I was really thinking about with Wanda was just the fact that her character, and I know the Dark Hold, and it's not necessarily her. I understand that, but it just felt to me like her character. They jumped, they skipped a couple steps with her just to get her to the place where she's like, "I will murder everyone yeah. to get to this. I'll, I'll, I'll literally murder children across realities to get to this point." Yeah. Which I'm like, again. I understand it wasn't herself. She was under the influence of dark magic, and I get that. But I think that's one of the things people had issue with. They're like, "Well, let me ask so you." So, WandaVision this. ends, and now she's a homicidal maniac. Like, what? Well, <laughs> do we have do we have an established length of time between the end of WandaVision and because WandaVision, the final like stinger is her reading the Darkhold mm-hmm. in her cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. But I, there's no necessarily necessary timeline built into that no and in fact and i can't think of anything else that really ties into anything like the only thing i'll say is post no way home because he says spider-man 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 not yeah you know uh fun trivia fact first movie ever where spider-man was mentioned and did not appear really wow that's and i wonder if they shot anything with him because Another weird fact is this movie was supposed to come out before No Way Home, so that's a whole other thing which doesn't wrap your yeah. mind around that, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's so many things. Yeah, like there's so many things I'm seeing of like, oh yeah, like there's tie-ins of like where things happened in Loki and where things happened in No Way Home and like like how it all lines up in terms of the the overall MCU, which like I don't want to get into because I'm like, 
we'll drive ourselves fucking crazy. But um, yeah, yeah. Unanswerable. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's someone at some point will be like, this is how it is. And we'll be like, okay, fine. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a master plan somewhere, but it keeps getting rewritten because they have to, to fit other things. In. And I understand it. They, they have a, they have a whole thing. So uh, to come yeah. back to Wanda for a second, if it's not, not so much a MacGuffin, but if the like um, character trait there of she's been corrupted by dark magic of the dark hold, if that wasn't in the movie, do you not buy it at all? Kinda, yeah. Because I'm kind of like we're we're swapping her, and even in Wandavision, for a minute, I was like, her character. I don't know enough about her character to know sure. if this makes any sense or not. Because we've only had her as a tertiary character for a lot of these movies, yeah. and in this one, it just felt like, yeah we're going to something where there's a big jump between being angry and wanting children to I will kill everyone to get this one thing. So yeah, if the dark hold wasn't there, I was kind of like I don't necessarily buy it all 100%. So to to counter, the way I kind yeah. of landed on it is I feel like the dark hold definitely plays. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the dark hold is uh, I feel like Wanda is standing on the edge of the cliff and the dark hold is the thing that just kind of like one finger just kind of pushed her forward because yeah. like the thing I took away from the end of WandaVision is like this woman's getting her kids back. Sure. And like, the, you know, there's a whole level of like, you don't fuck with mothers. Sure. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I it, it is a weird thing of like her becoming so destructive yeah you know but like you consider how insane her shit was in wandavision of like she's enslaved this entire town and like didn't really intend to do it but like the implication was this is her subconscious being like i'm her processing of grief sure yeah basically and like you look back of like her different instances in the MCU of like, like I think the line in Dr. Strange is like, I blew up my, I don't know if she said boyfriend, but like I blew up my boyfriend's head while trying to save the world or like something. I don't, that's yeah. a terrible butchering of what the line was, but like, it was something like that though. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things that I'm like, given the trauma that this woman's been through. Yeah. I don't think it's hard for her to like, not have a grasp on her, Emo- not emotions, but um, powers. <laughs> not even power. What am I trying to say? Not have a grip on her, like I guess I'd say, not have a grip on her, like intentions. Sure. You know, her, like acting on emotion, and like you pair that with her borderline unparalleled power. That I'm like, if you put that situation of like, I'm gonna get my kids back. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Right. I. I 100% buy that she's going to like destroy whoever gets in the, in her way and has the power to destroy anyone who gets in her way. Yeah. Yeah. And she arguably has lost like probably the most out of everybody. I think Thor is probably the only arguable character. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it's, 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 I, I buy her descent so hard. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, yeah. Like, I, I, you know, it sucks. It, it, it's fucking insane, but 
you know, if you're going to do anything for something and you have the ability to do anything for something, like, I, I buy that. I don't know. That's that's where I landed on it. Oh, totally. Hashtag, and- hashtag top five villain. <laughs> oh, she's definitely a top five villain, if not top three, for sure. I mean, not only does she have like real motivations and power that's just unparalleled, but she actually is kind of a badass like Thanos I don't think was really I didn't see him as that whereas Wanda I'm like yeah I want to see you fight Thanos I'm like I don't really care if I see you fight you're a big CG monster um I mean yeah I think Thanos like we were kind of like all right he can fight when he like yeah whoop the Hulk's ass you're like all right I get it yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) um so yeah no I get it and then you add the dark hold and and it just kind of like propels everything further into the madness so I do understand that the multiverse of madness the multiverse of madness uh what did you think of America Ch- Chavez? That's so great. I was literally about to be like, that should be our next prompt. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know anything about this character at all. I don't either. Never I don't, I, I've never heard of this character before Multiverse of Madness. Um, which like, th- and this is something we can touch on later, but I'm like, yeah, this is definitely a thing that I'm like, we're getting beyond my uh, my comic book knowledge here. Yeah. I'm like, way, we're, I'm we're pushing the limits. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I've heard of She-Hulk. I've heard of Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, read a couple Miss Marvel uh, comics. Yeah. But like, we're we're pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the character. Yeah. I think th- it's a little derivative. I think it's Disney going, okay, so Doctor Strange is going to be our new Iron Man. Like, like we were talking last week, like, here's our main character. Yep. Kind of thing. And I think America Chavez is becoming the Peter Parker. Yeah. To Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, which I'm fine with. I really actually enjoyed their chemistry. Yeah. It's kind of hilarious to see them be like, I don't know. It's kind of hilarious to watch people that identify as like not a, a lot older than me, but like, yeah, kind of somewhat of a same age range be yeah. like completely schooled by a younger generation. I'm like, Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> right. 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 Awesome. Who arguably is even more powerful than he is like in a certain way. Like- yeah. <laughs> I really liked her. I like, I really am curious like what her role in the bigger MCU is going to be. Yeah. Because if you, if we were to say from, here on out that like we're never going to see her again you know she's a plot point she's a like a plot device you know she's like well we got to get between these universes so we need a character that can go between universes right right um i don't think that'll happen i feel like especially with the stuff coming with um kang i know yeah kang yeah kang the conqueror kang okay sorry i flashed to the um Ninja Turtles brain for a minute, which right. I think is Krang. Oh, <laughs> uh, so oh yeah, yeah. With with the stuff coming with Kang and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, I feel like she'll come into play somewhere. I don't know, like I don't know. She's not Peter Parker as much as like it's the same kind of setup. Sure, yeah. But I don't think we've seen the last of her, which is good because I think there's a lot of potential there. Totally. There's something there. Um, I also enjoyed the chemistry between them because it was similar to Tom Holland, but different in a more of a confident way that I liked. I'm like, this girl knows what it's about. Yeah. And her power is really interesting. It seemed a little bit like this is like not necessarily a MacGuffin, but like it's very, <laughs> oh, she can it, just open portals. <laughs> it was very a plot device. Yeah. You know, it was very like, like okay. <laughs> 
Well, we need to get out of this universe now. So, bam. <laughs> Which I thought that they had done twice already, opening the multiverse, but apparently we need someone, a third person to break into the multiverse or whatever. Well, we've done twice, uh, kind of just like, oh, shit. Uh, it's possible. Multiverse. Damn right, it. right. Here we go. It'll be interesting. It, the, the thing I'll say, it'll be interesting to see. I feel like her power has a lot of um, definition that could have, like, you know, so like right now she's just like, yep, can open portal. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you start getting into like expansions of that, of like can open portal to certain places, can open portal to, you know, can open one portal here and one portal here and like mm-hmm. pass things between certain, like there, there's development there that I think could be really interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would totally watch like a 20 minute uh, one take. Uh, you know, that Marvel did like the one takes back in the day. Mm-hmm. I would totally watch a 20 minute one take of just existing in the paint dimension oh, looking dude. for pizza. Yeah. Oh my that's God. Like that's a short film that fucking writes itself. I want that so bad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Let's pivot back here. Uh, let's talk about what everyone thought this movie was going to be. Yeah. Which was going to be the mother of all fan service movies. Yeah. Yes. Which I give props. Like, it wasn't. No. There was some fan service stuff in there, but I'm like, I remember reading things that's like Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider is going to be in there. Wesley Snipes' Blade is going to be in there. You know, there's going to be... Tom Cruise as Iron Man. <laughs> Tom Cruise as Superior Iron Man. We're going to have both Miles Teller and uh, I don't remember who the original Mr. Fantastic was, you know... Um, like we're gonna get oh. all of the X Men. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is gonna be in there. Like, yeah, it was like chaos on right, the internet. Right. Everyone was like, "It's gonna be everything." Yeah, which it wasn't, and I'm so glad. Me too. It wasn't. Yeah. But do you think? We'll we'll start here. Do you think the fact that like Ben Affleck's Daredevil wasn't in it is gonna hurt it overall? Do you think? Do you think its overall rating is? lower because of that yeah oh for sure i mean no way home opened up the can of worms to just about anything is possible now even though it's not really but this is what it seems like and so people and honestly if they hadn't teased uh professor x in the trailer i mean we might not even be having this conversation because that opened it up for being oh my god this is going to be every single person and so, yeah, it's definitely going to hurt its rating because people are going in. I mean, I went in almost thinking that, being like, this could blow my mind right now. This could be, yeah. it's called the multiverse This could be a connection to everything. Yeah, exactly. This could be the connective tissue that we've been not waiting for, but like what, like the, yeah. the kid inside me wants. Yeah, it's not a hard sell. Like it's called no. the multiverse of madness. And our last experience with the multiverse was here's three generations of Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. From the last 20 years, yeah. So 100%, I think it's going to hurt it. I hope people don't look at this and go, it wasn't this, so it's thus, like, then it's just a bad movie because that's not the case. In fact, I think it's much better and stronger than a lot of the other ones. But yeah, I think it's definitely going to harm it. And and that's the other thing. I'm like, the the rewatchability of this in theaters is kind of not there at all almost because to get 
the reaction that you want in a theater, like I love watching movies on the big screen, but the theater reaction of like, you know, No Way Home, Everything Everywhere, people being super into this movie. Yeah. It happens once in this movie. One time people were like, oh shit. And yeah. then that was in people were, it was more just like shock. I was kind of like, uh, okay. I kind of didn't really expect this to be in it, which yeah. is, you know, the whole Mr. Fantastic thing. But yeah, I've seen, I mean, it's not rating super high on Letterboxd. I think that's because one, it's a horror movie kind of, and two, it's mm-hmm. just isn't living up to what people think it's going to be. Yeah. So it's, which sucks. It's it's a true auteur, like actually getting to do his thing in the MCU, and people are like, "Eh, give me yeah. Wolverine back." Do you think? <laughs> yeah. Do you think if it had been a lesser director, it, there would have been more? Do you think like mm. there were things in there of Sam Raimi winning battles? I don't know. I don't know about that because I think that Feige is, as much as he lets Sam Raimi do his thing, I think Feige's yeah. like, we can't open it too much. It has to be this, this, and this. And, yeah. and and then thinking about it in the terms of this was supposed to come before No Way Home, of course we didn't get any. I'm surprised we got any. Like, obviously, they had to reshoot stuff and rewrite, sure. but, like, of course it wasn't going to be as crazy. How could it? They would have had to redo the entire film for it to be yeah. crazier than No Way Home. So, um, so yeah. I. <laughs> so, what's your overall, like, give me a, give me a star rating for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse in the multiverse of madness. So having sat on it for a couple weeks, I wasn't head over heels leaving the theater only because I was like, oh, again, expectation. I was waiting for something that was going to actually explode my brain and it wasn't that. Sure. But having sat on no it. No pun I mean, intended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get into nice. it. I mean, I would say it's probably a seven and a half or an eight out of 10 for me. It's definitely, Yeah. I think seven and a half to eight out of 10. Yeah. I think I'll land almost yeah. exact same spot. I'm like, there were a couple things like once I digested it a little bit that I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like, I think I texted you as well. Like the, the growth pattern of Dr. Strange of the, like, you don't have to do anything yourself mm-hmm. theme kind of just didn't deliver for me. I was like, I get, it was kind of like tossed in there, but like there was a, there was a stronger yeah. delivery of that mm-hmm. to be had somewhere. I think also the Rachel McAdams of it all, I think she's wonderful in everything she does, but I think that Christine and Steven's relationship just doesn't mean anything to me. So having that be a big driving force yeah. for him was not odd because it made sense for the character, but I'm like, I just don't care enough. Like at the wedding in the beginning and then yeah. she's like a kind of a main character towards the end. I'm just like... I just don't feel this. And maybe it's because they have no chemistry at all in it. But yeah. I'm like, I just don't it's rough. care. Yeah. Nor do I remember much about your relationship in the first Doctor Strange. So like we're coming in almost brand new. <laughs> well, so that's the kind of, that's where I land on that is like, I'm like, I think because I bought into the relationship a lot more in the original, in mm. Doctor Strange one, I was like, yeah, I get, there's like this untold thing that like there, you know, there's like, yeah. there's something there. And then I think it's just been so long. True. And she's not in anything else. No. You know what I mean? She like there's no reference to her in Endgame or anything. You know Literally. what I mean? And so it's just like, oh, okay. This this was like the love interest, but like even from the very beginning, it's like, oh, this is not a love interest. Right. You know, like this is like a whole thing of like uh, yeah, it kind of it kind of is. So I'll land I'll land kind of there too of Yeah. 
there were a lot of things that I was like really, really enjoying. And it's, it's, you know, it's up there in terms of my like favorite MCU movies. It's not at the top, but it's, it's up there for sure. Yeah. It's, it's in the top half by far. Oh, it's probably in the top third. Totally. Yeah, totally. Should we talk a little bit about the, what happens the to Illuminati. the Illum- Illuminati? <laughs> You go first. Okay. Well, so I want to start off by saying that when the the name the Illuminati was said in the theater, clearly nobody knew what this was because everybody cracked up. They were like, no way is it called the fucking Illuminati. Like, they, people yeah. basically didn't care, which I was also like, yeah, I get that. The Illuminati has such a weird connotation to it now. Like, I understand. Yeah. But <laughs> so I guess we see this multiversal variant variation of five of like the most powerful characters in the MCU coming together. So can I throw down on the Illuminati Go for it, real quick? Cause I know very little because I am a huge fan of the Illuminati. I remember shout out my friend, Dave. I sat in a bar with my friend, Dave, probably in like 2014 or something and completely hashed out how the Illuminati needed to be like a YouTube short series. It was perfect. It like needed this thing because the Illuminati is like, actually a legitimately powerful organization it's like shield-esque level in the comics and like it hit it pretty on point like the only main people that weren't there were iron man is a huge player in it black panther's a huge player in it and um namor is a huge player in it which like when that was the kind of thing that i was like i'm like not even letting myself believe this yet (laughs) i'm like could we get fucking Namor. namor And like that would be fucking yeah. crazy. But yeah, it's basically like if you look at it as like a people who exist in the world, it's like a cross section of like all of these major players. Yep. Like I think in the comics, and I'm not 100%, so like don't quote me on this, but I don't think Agent Carter or um, Captain Marvel are part of the Illuminati. Wow. I think that's the swap with Iron Man and um, Namor. Okay. But it's like uh, Black Bolt represents the Inhumans, which are this huge population in the world professor x represents the mutants who are this huge population in the mm-hmm. world like it's like kind of all of like a representative of all of these super powered mm-hmm. populations and they've come together and like you know they have arguments and debates about how the world should react to certain events mm-hmm. and it's really fucking brilliant because it is like this kind of weird political thing of like you know, you have black, well, not arguing, but like you have Black Bolt and like Professor X arguing with Iron Man about like, yeah, like our people aren't going to like sign off on this. Right. You know, like you can't just, you know, like I think, I think they debate the Mutant Registration Act at one point. Like it's this whole thing. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And and like Namor represents like the people of Atlantis and like, like it's, it's kind of like a UN-esque kind of thing. Yeah. And I think it's like... It's a really interesting power dynamic that could be explored a lot yeah. more. Um, I want more Illuminati. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But again, I'm like one of those people that's been sitting here and be like, so when do we get the fucking Illuminati right. in the MCU? When when Iron Man died, I was like, well, there goes our chances for the Illuminati. Right. Um, but but <laughs> lo and behold. So, yeah. So that's my spiel. Um, I am pro Illuminati. I'm <laughs> <So weird. laughs> huh? 
pro the Marvel Illuminati. Yes, there we go. But so something happens to them in this movie, which we're definitely going to spoil right here, which I loved. I thought this was like not only classic Sam Raimi, but also basically taking everything that everyone was hoping was going to happen and being like, no, like, yes, it could happen in the future, but it ain't happening right here. And so essentially what happens, ladies and gentlemen, is, uh, as you hopefully know already, because you've seen the movie is, um, they all get absolutely decimated by Wanda in like maybe 45 seconds. Like it's kind of insane. Yeah. Except Mordo. Except Mordo. Who gets fucking left in it. Yeah. True. True. (laughs) Saved by strange. Kind of. It's like they, he, she wipes out the entire thing and then strange just goes, well, I'm not in this ditch. So I'm leaving. Right. Right. And he's like, damn it. (laughs) Like you're a, we're a wizard. Despite being a wizard who has like shoes that can like climb shit. Like it's literally established in the first Dr. Strange movie. And then they reference it in the second. And then you're like, Oh, he's just, he can also make a portal to anywhere. True. True. Like he could have just, it's, it's, it's insane, but it is for the sake of the movie. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) But yes, Mordo survives. The rest of the Illuminati are pretty thoroughly decimated in what's arguably one of the darker scenes in the entire MCU. Dude, it, it had me like mouth open. I was like, this is borderline rated R to yeah. some extent well, it's like six people like brutally killed yeah like you see six five uh, five yeah six five somewhere five. but yeah yeah Mordo survives but yeah they they get absolutely destroyed in ways that i'm like i actually can't believe i saw that in an mcu movie and that's definitely sam raimi like wielding his power for the greater good yeah. of of kind of filmmaking because it's like we're not going to make this all Zero blood, zero stakes, zero anything. It's going to be like, no, these people get absolutely screwed up. That to me is the most, like, that to me feels like the Sam Raimi won this argument. Yeah. Thing of like, I'm sure they were like, we don't really need these characters to survive, but do you have to kill all of them? On screen? And Sam Raimi was like, (laughs) yes. Feige's in the editing bay like... Is it, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and Raimi's like, you can either leave or you know say something positive here. Yeah. But also, <laughs> I mean, the John Krasinski of it all. I mean. So let's talk fan service. Holy hell, bit. man! <laughs> Did I really didn't expect that? Like, <laughs> I didn't either. I lost my mind yeah. when that happened. That was the one cheer moment in the in the theater. Was everyone was like, yeah. what? <laughs> Yeah, well, because he's, uh, for those listening at home who don't know because you're listening to all the spoilery stuff and you don't have a right that deep of an interest in the MCU, right. uh, John Krasinski and Emily Bunn have long been fan favorites for playing uh, Mr. Fantastic and Sue yeah. Storm. To no actual confirmation until this movie came out. Right. I think there was a, a rumor that John Krasinski was talking to Marvel at some point, which could have just been this now. Mm-hmm. True. Oh, if he's never in it again, I would I would be so funny. Oh my god. I mean, like that's the thing is like that's literally like that's an entire conversation of like come be in these three scenes. Yeah. If it feels good, come be in the MCU. Right. If it doesn't feel good, see ya. All good, yeah, man. You're already dead. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's cool because like the multiverse stuff is like, yeah, like, okay, Doctor Strange's are all the same mm-hmm. in MCU in the MCU. You know, like there's characters that are repeatedly the same, but like Spider-Man are, don't look the same, you know, so. Captain America. Captain America. Yeah, well, debatable, but. Oh, um, true. Because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's still Agent Carter. It's like different timeline. Same with uh, Captain Marvel. There, true. But um, 
like it doesn't have to be the same person. You know what I mean? You could be like, oh yeah, this is a different. I mean, we're gonna get different plates. We're gonna get different. This is a different looking person. Like it, it happens. Right. It's fine. Right. Yeah. So the let's let's run through the fan service in the Illuminati here. Yeah. So we have John Krasinski as Mister Fantastic. My wife leaned over to me and she was like, "Was he in the last Fantastic Four movie?" And I was like, "No." no. He hasn't. <laughs> that was been. This pre-office. is like I was like I'm like we're in the movie in the middle of this movie and I'm like I don't I can't. I'll I'll come I'll I'll circle back to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was by far my favorite part of the whole Illuminati. Totally, totally. Well, we knew you get. Well, yeah, we knew about fucking Xavier. <laughs> we well, we knew about Xavier and we knew about Captain Carter. Yes, yes. Which I'm like Captain Carter, pretty fucking dope. Sick. I mean, Haley yeah. Atwell, like, I, like she's awesome. Dope. I'm very curious how much CG was involved with Captain Carter there, because mm. she was huge. She was huge. I mean, I'm sure the suit at this point, everybody's suit is 100 percent CG. So I'm like, I'm sure that wasn't her sure. actually. But you never. I mean, who knows? Natalie Portman got yoked for Thor. Yeah, so. like that's the thing. I'm. <laughs> but for one scene, I don't know. I don't so, know. <laughs> Captain Carter, like a thing, if you've if you're into the MCU, a thing that pays off because she was in uh, what if she was in what if, you know, like there's a setup for that, and then there's Black Bolt, which pretty fucking dope that it's the same guy uh, that put it's um, Anson Mount, yeah, who is who played Black yeah. Bolt in the short-lived 2017 Inhumans TV show that everyone was pretty much just like terrible. Oh my God! Let this yeah. die. Like what? But Ladies like, and gentlemen, go watch any footage from the Inhumans, and it's oh so my bad. God! Oh my God! Oh my God! But like he actually, like actually, really fucking cool in this. Great, yeah. I have hope that like there's some further tie into this because he was great, way better than Vin Diesel would have been. Oh Jesus! I don't know if you remember that rumored there was a whole thing yeah. that uh, Vin Diesel was going to play Black Bolt. Um, and it was going to be this whole thing because he was going to be the voice of Groot and Black Bolt. And like Don't Black Bolt doesn't use his voice. Like get hilarious. Vin Diesel away from everything but Groot. Get him out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Anson Mount, really good. One of my kind of went out like a bitch. He did. But oh, man. But damn. Oh, my God. That was the one where I was like, that was the holy term. shit. This is really dark. Like. <laughs> I've never seen something like that. That was like, oh, these people might not survive. Yeah. yeah. Pre this movie, which superheroes have died in the MCU? Um, Iron Man. Sure. That's that's it. Like Loki, debatable. Super kind of. debatable. He's died like yeah, four times. Yeah. Um. Also, not really a like. You know. Also, he didn't because they Hero. didn't even use multiverse. They used time travel. So it's like, no, he didn't actually die. Yeah. So it's like. But I'm like, have there been other major deaths? No. Right? No, literally no. Everybody, Odin, I guess. Well, sure. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but main like character, we're grasping at straws yeah. here. Like, yeah. And this was like, here's the, here are these. Let's be real. Here, here is this universe's Avengers. Mm-hmm. And they're just toast. Yeah. Arguably, probably more powerful than the Avengers. No, yeah. Not arguably. They're definitely more powerful than the uh, Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Well, if... Uh, Dude, hmm. if you have Xavier on your team, which again, Patrick Stewart reprising as Xavier, which he had serious, like, 
he wasn't into, which I understand. Like if you saw Logan, that gave him like the kind of the perfect send off. And now it's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, it's, I, yeah. So, so let's, so we've hit Krasinski. Yeah. Do you think, do you think we're going to get Krasinski in a fan, in the fantastic four movie? I genuinely don't know. I would be okay either way. I think he would be a good Reed Richards. I think he would also be hilarious if he never showed up again. I think that would be so yeah. funny. <laughs> I think Marvel runs the risk with fantastic four now, if it's not him. You know what I mean? If they put yeah. out a Fantastic Four trailer and it's not John Krasinski, it's like, you know, uh, Ben Foster or something like that. True. I, That's a so I random. I don't know where my brain just <laughs> pulled that from, but I'm all about it all of a sudden. That would be great. You know, if that just pulls up, like, I think that hurts that movie right out the gate, but yeah, whatever. So we've got Krasinski's Mr. Fantastic. We've got Anson Professor Mel. X. We've got Agent Carter, Captain Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Mordo, who like is just like, you know, has dreads. Sprinkle Chiwetel Ejiofor uh, in there just yeah. for good measure, you know? I read a thing that apparently there's a deleted scene from the beginning uh, where Wanda just straight up kills Mordo. Like in our universe. Like Mordo, like like our universe is Mordo. Um, well, not our universes. Six one six. One of the things that I go back to the most about this entire movie is there's a point where Scarlet Witch breaks the fourth wall and stares at us. I know, which is rainy, that was one of the most like dramatic that's... moments of like, yeah. Oh, we like, yeah, yeah. But I, we'll we'll come back to that later. <laughs> what was I saying? You were talking about Mordo. Getting... Oh, we're talking about Mordo. Yeah, there was a uh, a. There was a scene in the beginning where Mordo was killed by Scarlet Witch, which was like a sense of establishing like her higher power level. Okay. Okay. But was cut. And I'm like, yeah, I like the idea of our Mordo Mordo still being out there. Um, Sure. Sure. So Mordo, whatever, left in a ditch. And then it's what, Lashana Lynch as uh, Captain Marvel there? As Captain Marvel, which Which I dug. awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like that one's like a little bit of a deeper cut. You got to like. You know, people might just be like, who is that? Um, but it's like, Rambo. It's, it's Monica yeah. Rambo's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it's like it's not hard to see the alternation in the like timeline of like, oh, yeah. it was her instead of uh, Carol Danvers. It got right. picked up by the Cree. Yeah. Is there one more? No, is that was it, I think. Captain Carter, Black Bolt, yeah. Professor X. Yeah. Which... Yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of the only way they could have done this, honestly. Like, they couldn't have made them beat Wanda. Like, this was just the single moment of minute fan service that got everybody excited, and then they literally killed them all in front of you. And I thought that was definitely not a Feige thing. That was definitely a Raimi thing, where they're like, this is... Yep. It was going to be funny and it's going to, like, take their expectations and throw it on the ground in front of them. And I thought that was awesome. Um so yeah. I, it's not the last we'll see of the Illuminati. Whether or not Patrick Stewart ever comes back, I mean, so doubtful. I have to say, and I, I think this was the third thing that I texted you, but I lost my fucking mind because they played the theme from the fucking 90s yeah. X-Men animated yeah. <laughs> series when he came in in his yellow hover mm-hmm. wheelchair. And I'm like, yeah. One of those things, like, I feel like that is the most age dividing moment 
in the MCU to date because yeah. I I lost my shit and like I'm sure there are a ton of people that are like okay like why is he like, in such what? a weird huge clunky wheelchair <laughs> like yeah you know I when yeah. when we left I I asked my wife I was like did you catch that like the 90s like melody in there she was like I only realized it was there because it was credited in the credits. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like That's I awesome. like lost my mind as soon as those yeah. notes played. But yeah, so I'm really, I'm super hyped now for X-Men 97 Yeah, to see like how that's actually going to tie into the larger MCU. Right. Yeah. So should we tie into the larger MCU here? We, we Let's, teased a second subject here and we're about an hour into the episode I know. now and um, we'll do we've it just briefly. been gushing on MC on, on Dr. Strange here, but. And to think ladies and gentlemen, Willis didn't know if we could fill an hour on just these two subjects alone. And we're not, I even was literally like, spoilers. I don't know. It'd be fine if we'd be like, you know, around like 45, 50 minutes. Like that. Yeah. Lo and behold, here we are. Here um, we are. That's kind of all I had to say about the spoilers. Definitely check it out. It's it's a movie that it it plays with your expectations in a good way, I think. And I think it put not like a a bookend to things, but it it felt almost like the beginning of something else. Like this is yeah. the true beginning of Phase Four, where we're we're gonna yeah. get real stuff here and i'm really excited now for what taika does and what james does and, and what everybody else does so this is a very different entry than black widow or yeah eternals or even no way home yeah. or shang chi yeah like that was that felt like a middle ground here now we're like all right like now we're into the big deal yep so let's talk briefly here about the multiverse at large and what kind of implications this has for the MCU? Because as I was thinking about it the other day, prepping for this episode, I love the fact that the multiverse is infinite. So that means anything can happen and it means that we're going to get much larger in scope. Yeah. But also it means that are the stakes as high because there are infinite realities. So as we've seen just in Doctor Strange, like you can go reality jumping and grab another Professor X because he's died in our universe, but yeah. he hasn't in <laughs> this one. Uh, and that goes, you know, the same for Iron Man and a lot of other characters that people love. So it's just like... It goes for everyone pretty much except America Chavez. Exactly. And I was just... It it, it give, gave me pause. I was like, wait a minute. This is cool, but to a point because it's getting very dangerous here. And I don't know if they've they've definitely planned out stuff, but how far in advance have they planned this out? Because yeah, anything can happen, literally. Well, because it's getting it's getting big. Yeah, it's getting really big. Yeah, and the way I kind of look at it is like it's getting really big, but we're also focusing in on different aspects mm. of the universe. Mm. So it's getting really big, but there's very much the magic part of the MCU. There's yeah. very much the galactic part of the MCU. There's very much like the US political part of the MCU with Falcon the Winter Soldier and Hawkeye and 
you know, like that kind of smaller, like, I don't want to say smaller necessarily, but like that kind of more contained kind of thing. Yeah. We're basically getting to the point where the MCU is like an overall thing. And then there's like, okay, but there's MCU magic. Yeah. You know, and we're going to talk about Scarlet Witch and we're going to talk about Doctor Strange and we're going to talk about, wait, pause. We have to go back and talk about Charlize Theron. Okay, because I don't know who this is. I don't either. I have no idea who this is, and I don't think I'm on board. It was the most like, come on, we have another mission. Let's go. I was like yeah. so not into it. <laughs> it's one of those things that I'm like, I feel like this this character feels mildly jump the sharkish. Yeah. You know, supposedly she's going to be like the new love. Supposedly we're done with Christine. It's going to be the new Doctor Strange love interest, and they're going to go on jolly adventures but i'm like this seem what <laughs> this seems like oh god this is gonna be the nerdiest thing of all time <laughs> do it this seems like ge- the third generation of pokemon ah like there's like the original pokemon that are like kind of all based off of real animals and like you know there's like you get where everything's referenced and then like there's the second generation that's like all right it's a little weirder i guess and then you get to third generation and then you're you're like this one is just like it's a book or it's a coffin a thing yeah this is like <laughs> it's a, a snow cone like yeah like the, the, like it's like we're like okay you've run out of animals to base things off of and now we're just kind of grasping at things and that for me like that's an insane analogy i know but like that for me is what the show is they're on is it's like yeah here's a wizard here's a multi-universe wizard that exists to be a counterpart to dr strange right Wait, so she's also a reality jumper, or she's just know. a universe she, she jumper? Like it doesn't matter. That I don't know. Yeah, I was just kind of like, okay, I guess, and yeah. maybe I'll be proven wrong. I do love Charlize Theron. Oh, like, she's good in everything. Yeah, like she's never, and I, I have faith that she's not just taking some random bullshit. Like she's having the conversation of what is this role? She is in the Fast franchise, so she is in the Fast franchise. She was great in Hancock. I don't know. She's great in every. She's great in the Fast yeah. series. I'm like she's yeah. she's good, but it's it's. I have a lot of questions about the intention behind that because it didn't make me go yes. It made me go so, God damn it. So, okay, yeah. Like here's a yeah, and it made me kind of go like oh they're burning Charlize Theron on a character I don't really care about. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. But to, to like come back to our theme of like, that's the kind of thing I'm like, that's an expansion of here is the MCU magic world. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, this is going to be ex- like, she's going to expand on the magic world. I don't imagine that we'll see her in like an Eternals movie. Sure. Sure. You know, maybe Guardians or something like that. But like, um, I don't think we'll see her in Captain America 4 or. Yeah. Um, Black Panther 2 or whatever. You know, there's so much coming that I'm like, we're going to get into very specific, yeah, niche, not even niche, but like very, here's like a contained sub-universe of the MCU. Yep. Um, which will cross over from time to time and will be cool. But I'm like, I don't imagine I'm going to see Hawkeye pop up in like, you know, the Guardians Christmas special. Sure. Well, and so that brings me to my main issue with this whole multiverse stuff is... How can you care about 
Hawkeye fighting Kingpin when the threat of my reality could end at any moment is looming over everything. Like for me, it's just like we just spent, you know, three shows with characters who have such civilian level shit to deal with that now jumping into there's a a hero who can break into different universes we've now opened we've cracked the multiverse wide open kang the conqueror is now a huge part of this whole thing it's like well and we're i guess we've already said spoilers but we're getting into the whole god's world too right where thor love and thunder is gonna have greek gods like zeus and hercules yeah (laughs) but we just went through a bunch of episodes of moon knight where it's like oh yeah egyptian deities were real too right you know um and like you know when there's gods fucking around with stuff it's hard to you know this is a bad example but it's hard to care about your friendly neighborhood spider-man it's so true and the only reason that spider-man no way home worked so well is because they had like if they had another street level villain like if they brought rhino back to be the villain of spider-man no way Home, or if it was vulture if michael keaton came back as another vulture yeah right like that's just not gonna fly anymore so i'm kind of worried about the next installments and even the next phase it's like it can only get bigger. You can't bring it in now. You've now opened the box to anything's possible and you have to make it so that people are going to come out to see these movies in theaters. Like that's the main point of these movies. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah. It's to make money. Like that's the reason these movies are made. And studios will green light them if they think it's another st- multiverse of madness or no way home, you know? And I don't know, man. I, I, I don't care either way. I think if they go smaller, it's great. If they don't, it's fine too. But it, it's, it makes me nervous for the way people are going to perceive everything going forward. It's like, well, Thanos was huge. That was the ending of phase yeah. three or whatever the hell we were at. Three, yeah. We've now hit a point where that doesn't even come close. Like his his whole thing doesn't even come close. So yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's weird. I'm like, how can I care about Kingpin at all? Like at all. <laughs> well, he's a so, gangster. Like <laughs> in New York, <laughs> it's an interesting thing because I'm I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm also kind of like I feel like there's a level to which it's it just needs to be like here's your expectation. Sure. You know what I mean? Like so, t- like looking at like the kind of stuff that we have coming, like. She-Hulk, we'll we'll take for an example. I don't expect She-Hulk to, you know, have anything to do with the multiverse or anything to do with, you know, um, that kind of stuff. And, like, looking down the line, like, there's collaborations coming, I think, that aren't going to be – and it's weird because um, they've kind of set themselves up for this analogy. But there's things that are coming that are not going to be Avengers-level threats. Sure, of course. You know, they have like Secret Invasion is coming and Armor Wars, I think, is going to be crazy. But Armor Wars is not going to deal with Kang. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's going to be here's a smaller thing. And like, I'm fine with that as long as it's like established. If they put out a trailer for, you know, um, Agatha House of Harkness and it's like, here's Agatha doing her Agatha thing. And then, you know, here's Gamora and here's one of the Eternals, here's Icarus. Sure. Well, I guess not so much Icarus, but um, 
here's Cersei. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, that's a different conversation than it's just like Agatha fucking around doing magic. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm on board with that. Like, it's it. it, They have to play the game of um, expectations a lot with a lot more finesse. Totally. Although I like, I I say that, and I'm like looking back, I'm like, I don't know that it has been without finesse. I think they've just built and built and built and built and built that like it's like now they're so huge that it's like, well, there's not a bigger space we can go to really. Right. But since No Way Home, and we can wrap it pretty soon, but since No Way Home and since this movie, which wasn't nearly as big in terms of what, well, it's bigger with the implications, but it's not as big in terms of what people thought of it. Yeah, I just think that. And I shouldn't be worried about Marvel making money because who gives a shit? But it's it's just, it worries me that like I want these movies to keep getting better and I think they will as they've kind of honed into what filmmakers they're working with now. But I don't know that people are going to look at a movie like, I mean, what's even coming? Like if they make another Eternals movie, are yeah. people going to go see that? Well, you, like, you I, the, I mean, I think the... I doubt it, or even Shang Chi. Like, like Blade is a, is a thing. The Marvels, Four, it's, it's where we get we're getting like Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel, and um, yeah, you know all that. Like those things are like it's like a, a tie into the larger series, but right. less so. Right. The thing I will say, and I we can kind of wrap it up after this, I suppose, is there are a few big things in terms of like. I'll say again, I guess, Avenger-level threats that are coming. Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania is going to be nuts. Yeah. Well, it could be nuts. Yeah. I I feel like that's like the next, like, here's your bigger picture kind of thing. Totally. Because Kang is confirmed in that kind of thing. Yep. And then we're going to get into Secret Invasion, which is a huge deal in the the comic books. Yep. And, like, ties in with, like, the, the, the... scrolls and you know people being replaced and all that kind of stuff like those are your big things those will still come i the thing that's gonna get me is at some point they're gonna say here comes avengers 5 yeah and everyone's gonna lose their goddamn mind right because avengers 5 at this point could be anybody here today if they announced avengers 5 tomorrow it could be a huge cast anyone and we've got it's not even that we've got seven or eight different characters to be introduced before that yeah you know and like who knows where scarlet which is going to be at that point who knows where captain america is going to be who knows where Ironheart's going to be or you know Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel or Moon Knight or She-Hulk or the Fantastic Four or Blade or Black Panther or Thor or Natalie Portman's Thor or mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Like, who knows? This Liter- is yeah. nowhere on the roadmap and throwing an Avengers name on that is going to Im- immediately pull back thoughts of Infinity War and Endgame and people are going to lose their mind. True. True. That is true. I mean, it's they've cultivated this cult reputation. It's a cult. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 just they they know what they have, and I yeah. just hope that they don't. They went from big to way bigger really fast, yeah. 
and I just hope that the, that people st- like kind of stick along for the ride. You're right with Avengers. As soon as Avengers five gets announced, people will go absolutely nuts. I don't think that this phase has been the best in terms of reputation because yeah. of just like you know I think No Way Home was good, but I think that was technically part of the last phase. So who knows? But everything else is, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's hard to, yeah, people didn't love Eternals, didn't love Shang-Chi, and now this, I think it's going to be middling reviews just because, again, they're breaking form and making yeah. an actually good movie. So um, I will say I, I like to think that Doctor Strange is a good indicator for Marvel to say, you know what, maybe we can let our filmmakers be a little more involved. <sighs> but do you think they will, though? If it's not some, like if, yeah, sure, if Spielberg's like, I'm doing a Marvel movie, nobody's going to say anything. Can you imagine? I, I, I actually can't no, imagine. Um, I, I don't, I actively don't want that. <laughs> but. But maybe this is a bad, like if this movie doesn't perform, which it is, so I don't know why I'm saying that. But like if, if the reception to this movie isn't as warm as they're hoping, would that put a, would that put like a, would they nix that idea of being like, oh, well, we got Raimi and he did this and people didn't like that it was more of a genre film and, and whatnot. So let's go back to the Russos, you know? I don't think so. I mean, I think there will always be the Russos, but I think they're going to continue to expand. And in the fact that they're getting into these smaller worlds, like mm-hmm. I think there's more space for filmmakers to experiment a little bit because you're not talking the entire MCU. You're talking mm. MCU magic. You're talking MCU politics. You're talking MCU gods. You're talking MCU whatever. Like yeah. there's more space. Like it's not as consequential if something has a little more style to it. Sure. Which yeah. I buy. I'm on. I'm in board. In board. On board. I'm sure. on board for. <laughs> yeah, I'm also on board. So we will obviously see what the hell happens here. It's it's. Getting I mean, I've been unruly. following it for 20 years now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, if if you consider the Spider-Man originals part Spider-Man of the MCU X-Men. now, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And I guess X-Men is part of the MCU now, right? That was the late 90s. Yeah. Fuck me. So, yeah, it's there's a lot of baggage here. And yeah. we can't help but, you know, <laughs> try and weigh it all together like like we have. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that'll do it for the Doctor Strange talk, guys. Yeah. I, 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 will, I will end it in saying, yeah. I feel like of everything we've gotten, there's still nothing that's bad. There's stuff that's not great, but there's nothing that I'm like, that was really bad. Out of the current generation MCU? Out of, out of the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Even like the stinkers, I'm like, it's not the worst movie. Yeah. Like Thor, the dark world. I'm like, yeah, it was like not great, but I'm like, I've seen worse. it was not Electra. <laughs> yeah. You know, like <laughs> it didn't feel cheap. There's like, like, yeah, yeah, there's still something there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if, if we get to the point where like, you know, Echo and Ironheart and Armor Wars are just like bad and i'm like i I can't watch this then it's a different conversation but they haven't done that yet so keep on rolling keep it rolling well that's gonna do it for today guys uh lots of dr strange talk obviously if you haven't seen it go see it if you want to um if not i mean you just listened to an entire podcast where we spoiled everything so yeah good on you i guess uh (laughs) 
You and don't the, have to go see the movie now. Exactly. And but do it. It's Sam Raimi. Go support Sam. It Raimi. is. It's it's pretty great. Um, I do want to say before we go into the recommendations here that the ending shot with Strange in the eye, I'm like that. I knew as soon as I saw him yeah. walking down the street, I'm like it's going to be a Raimi ending. It's going to be exactly what I hope it's going to be. Yeah. And it's like I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing, but it's perfect. It's like the jarring. Like you thought this was happening. Nope, this is happening. I'm like that's yeah. that's Sam Raimi yeah. to a T. So should we should we touch on uh, Bruce Campbell for? I feel like I'll set a clock for like 90 seconds. Sure. I mean, why? I love Bruce Campbell. Everything he's in, I'm like, he is amazing. I rewatched Evil Dead the other day, and he's just as amazing as the first time I saw it. Uh, He plays a pizza or a hot dog guy or something. He plays a pizza ball. uh, (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah. Pizza ball vendor um, who has to punch himself for three weeks. Exactly. And I'll tell you right now, nobody but me in the theater, I was actually audibly like, yes. And everybody around yeah. me was like, shut the f up. Like, what do you, yeah. what? Who is this guy? He's in all three Spider Man movies. Amazing. He's in every Raimi also, movie. Also, I was super excited to see the Raimi car. Yes. Uh, so yes. <laughs> Sam Raimi has a car. Uh, I don't know what, uh, hold on. Yeah, I was about to look it up too. It's a, uh, 88 Oldsmobile Delta. No, I'm sorry. It's a 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88. That's what it is. Um, that he puts in every movie he makes. Mm-hmm. Rumor from Bruce Campbell is that the, it's the car that he lost his virginity in. Oh. But uh, I was, I, I arguably cheered more for when I, when Strange came around a corner and it was floating through the air. And yes. I was like, it's Uncle Ben's car in Spider-Man. Yeah. Yep. It's the car they drive in the Evil Dead. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, excellent. It's, it's incredible. And that's one of those things you don't have to think too hard about. He didn't do it because it's like, oh, this is part of the Evil Dead canon. It's like, he yeah. just did no, it because like, Because I put it. this in everything. Yes. <laughs> Same with Bruce Campbell. Um, yes. So, good stuff. So, yeah. Love Raimi. <laughs> Alarm off. Yeah, here yeah. we go. All right, let's go into our uh, recommendations here. Let's do it. Let's do it before we bore everyone to death here. Yes, um, because it's only been... Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so our prompt this week, as we're dealing with Doctor Strange and the mystic arts, I decided that maybe we should do a movie that displays some level of magic that we are fond of. Now, that's really broad. Yeah. You can kind that's of apply that to whatever you want to. Um, but but yeah, so a movie that deals with magic. Do you want to go first here? Sure. Cool. So I chose one um, that, like, I think back at, like, I feel like I feel weird about it now, but, like, I genuinely love this movie. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and this is a movie from 2007 called Stardust. Oh. Directed by Matthew Vaughn. Involves magic in the, uh, it stars Michelle Pfeiffer as, like, a witch. Uh, but basically, it's about a guy who crosses into this magical land called Stormhold to chase after a fallen star uh, to bring it back to his would-be lady. And it's very fairy tale esque but it's so well done. It's directed by Matthew Vaughn, uh, stars, as I said, Michelle Pfeiffer, but also Claire Danes, Sienna Miller. Oh, man. Henry Cavill's in it. Uh, like... 
Peter O'Toole, Mark Strong, Jason Fleming. Oh my God. But like the main character is a guy named Tristan Thorne, who's played by Charlie Cox. Yo. Pre Daredevil. Um, also starring Robert De Niro as a, as a sky pirate with like, what the hell? How have I never seen this movie? <laughs> oh man. You gotta go watch it. It's, it's, it's so good. It's based on a Neil Gaiman novel. And it's just like, it's one of those ones that's like so aware of the world that it's created. Like literally. So the, the kingdom of Stormhold is on the other side of this stone wall in London. It's like, if you go over the wall, you're in this other world. Mm-hmm. And it like, just, it's so like, it's, it straddles fantasy sci-fi so well. Claire Danes plays a fallen star. Ah, uh, okay. You know, who's big. It's, it's, it's so good. I love this movie. I want to go watch this movie right now. Um, I'm going to have to check it out real soon. Yeah. Um, it's really, it plays with magic in a really interesting, interesting way. And I think it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. You can watch oh, it on Netflix. Oh shit. Yeah. It's the algorithm super wants me to watch this movie again. Um, which like, might be okay. part of why it's my recommendation this week, <laughs> which is like a weird thing of like, Oh yeah. The algorithm offered yeah. up my recommendation, but, um, but yeah. Uh, Josh, what about you? What is your recommendation for this week? Mine goes in the completely opposite direction. Um, mostly because I watched a movie this weekend. That's not my recommendation. Uh, that's a Chinese horror movie called the sadness, which straight up, like I can't even describe how depraved that movie is. I was like, I can't, there was, I was fast forwarding through it. That's how up it was so i was like i have to go to uh an asian horror film that makes me not feel like that so it's a movie that i've mentioned before in our content recommendation segment but it's called the wailing and it's a 2016 uh south korean film that deals with it's a haunting film but it deals more with rituals and i would call it magic because there's a lot of summoning going on and it's not necessarily a straight up this person there's there's something wrong with the house or there's something wrong with the kid um directed by uh na hong gin and is basically follows a group of detectives around as they like try and figure out what's going on with all of these grisly murders that have been happening and they think it's a disease at first and then they hone it into this one person who kind of was a I don't want to say like he's a traveler who entered the town recently and it's kind of the reason all these things are happening and I don't want to go too much into it because there's some twists and turns going in. It's grisly, it's really dark, but it's it it, it deals with police incompetence like Korean films only know how to do they always do like Bong Joon-ho sure. loves this where cops yeah. are just like idiots and they're like doing the wrong stuff the whole time and they get <laughs> brutalized and it's just like one of those things that I'm like they deal with it so well. Um really good movie quite scary the visuals are pretty intense especially once they get to the undead rising type of deal it's it gets pretty intense but it's really really good really well acted it is subtitled but it's a korean film so you know you should have no qualms about that at this point if you're listening to this podcast um and yeah really good it's available on tubi and i believe you should you can rent it on prime you know but it's one of those things Excellent. if anyone has watched the sadness and wants to dm me about it i <laughs> want to talk about it but i don't know how it's just to give a really brief premise a virus is going around that turns people into homicidal like sexual deviants and it's so uh. messed up it's like 
it's crazy. I can't believe it. It was on Shutter, and I was like, I gotta check it out. And I was like, oh, I can't believe I just oh, watched God, this oh, movie. God. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So one of those things. Um, so yeah, here, here if you want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm here if you want to talk about it, and we'll do a therapy session together. So um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, well, that'll do Josh, it. let me uh, let me say this: if people want to discuss that movie with you. Uh, where can they find you on the internet? That was beautiful. Um, <laughs> if you would love to discuss the sadness with me, which I have some questions about, you can find me on Twitter at JoshFuller33. Fuller is spelled with no E. You can also find me on both Letterboxd, and you can also find me on Instagram at JoshJFuller. Letterboxd, you can find my review for the sadness, and it's very short, so there's that. Um, <laughs> and where can people find you on the internet, Willis? If you want to find me and have a nice, lovely conversation about Stardust and all its there we lovely, go. <laughs> uh, loveliness, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at WillisFilm. Uh, you can also find me on Letterboxd at WillisFilm in, in the same kind of vein. Uh, I have been... I don't know why I'm doing this, but I've been writing reviews f- for movies I've watched, but like on like a Google doc with the intent of posting them on letterboxd. <laughs> what? And I'm on like, Earth? all right, well one day I'm going to post this. Um, so I have a, a bunch in the chamber, uh, that I guess I just have to like do. I don't know why just I'm copy weird paste. about this. Yeah. Copy I don't know. Paste. I don't know. I'm like, well, this has to be perfect, but, uh, so you can find me on letterboxd at Willis film. Um, if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. Uh, and you can find us on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, where you can find all of our recommendations and top fives, et cetera, yeah. including Stardust and what was the, the name Wailing. Of and the Wailing. Yes. Um, and that'll do it. That'll MCU nerd out, man. I love Dude, it. I know. It goes it's long. insane to me that I'm like, I, I still can just nerd out about this stuff yeah. for an hour and a half. Like, we could have gone way longer, but yeah, we're not going to. Yeah, you know. like we both kept looking at the clock being like, we've been talking about yeah. this for a very long time. We haven't even gotten to topic two and we're at an hour. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's it's the MCU stuff is crazy. Like it it's say what you will about how much you love it or don't love it or hate it or whatever. Um, it is legitimately a talking point in the history of cinema. Um, yeah. Which so it's worthy of observation at the very least and totally fandom if at the very most. So, yeah. And it's fun. It, it, it really is. Like they're fun movies, man. Like, yeah. Chill out. Just have fun. Popcorn. It's popcorn stuff. Yeah. Don't take yeah. it so seriously. All right, so, yeah, Josh, guys. let's call it up. Let's <laughs> let our dear listeners go back to their lives. Yes. Um, thank you all for listening. It is fantastic to keep talking about this stuff. Episode 52. Yeah. So next week, we are into our second official year of doing Pixel Splitters. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's a lot of episodes every week, dude. That's crazy. It is. And then, like, <laughs> I feel like we haven't even, like, I, I feel like we haven't done that many. It's crazy. I know. I know. I feel like we're still we're figuring still, like, it out. We're still, like, impassioned about all of this stuff. <laughs> I know. We're not, great. we're not jaded um, yet. So thank yeah, you guys yeah. for sticking with us. We appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, and yeah. Guess we'll see y'all next week. See you next week. All right.